I come to you today with an invitation, and that is to live with a restored soul, to be refreshed at the deepest level of your being. And I'll be honest, I'm offering that to you today because I need that offer so much. I don't know how this may be a great day for you. It's not for me. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and Nancy and I had had a conversation with some folks yesterday that left me in the middle of the night uh, experiencing so much anger and resentment and frustration and uh, pain at my own inability to fix things or set things right or see that correct things were done or right decisions got made. And uh, I was struggling with my own inadequacy in that and the pain of having the world not be the way that I want it to be. And what I am reminded of is while I'm not in control of the world, uh, I do have this soul for which I am responsible. And you have a soul. And it's very tempting for me to think that if my soul is troubled, I can ascribe that to and blame the circumstances around me. But I cannot. I just have this one soul. So this is from Dallas Willard's book, Renovation of the Heart, page 204. He gives a picture. Our soul, he says, is like an inner stream of water, which gives strength, direction, and harmony to every other area of life. When that stream is as it should be, we are constantly refreshed and exuberant in all we do because our soul itself is then profusely rooted in the vastness of God and his kingdom, including nature. Part of why I'm doing this talk in this setting is the sight of the green behind me, <laughs> except for the barbed wire, is very inspiring to me. Now, again, the soul is that part of us that integrates, that ties together, that holds together all the various functions and elements of our being. And that's part of why taking a walk in nature or seeing beautiful art is a soul activity or a soul function. We'll talk about deep things this way, soul music or soul food. It's things that when we experience them, they bring a wholeness to us. We're not distracted. Our mind is focused and our emotions are in tune with those thoughts. And with our wills, we consent. We want fully to be here and not someplace else. We are not willing something else. And our bodies are fully immersed in that. There's a wholeness and integration that we experience. And that's why very often when we do something like take a walk through the woods, we'll say, it was good for my soul. Our language still reflects that in deeper ways than we often realize. We were meant to be profusely rooted in the vastness of God and His kingdom, including nature. And all else within us is enlivened and directed by that stream. Therefore, we are in harmony with God, reality, the rest of human nature, and nature at large. As usual in biblical themes, a little child that has been allowed to develop naturally 
and has been nurtured in all the aspects of its being gives us the best presentation of what a life flooded with a healthy soul looks like. Now, of course, only God can refresh our soul. Psalm 23 says of the Good Shepherd, He restores our soul, makes us lie down in green pastures, leads us beside still waters. See, restores our soul. Only God is able to restore the soul, but you and I are responsible for our souls, not the people around us, not my boss, not my spouse, not my kids, not my circumstances. I love a story, I first read it in Peter Marshall, I don't know where it originally was from, of an alpine village up in the mountains in Europe that was uh, a place of great beauty and great joy. And there was a stream that flowed through it, of, through it of sparkling, wonderful, pure water that the villagers could use to drink and um, to cook and bring it home to clean and to bathe. And there was a little man far up above the village who was the keeper of the stream. And his job was to make sure if there was any debris, if any branches fell down, if anything that was rotting or dirty fell into the water to pull it out so that he could keep the stream pure. And eventually, as people sometimes do, the villagers felt like, we never see this guy. We don't know what it is he does all day long. Probably a waste of money. Um, Let's fire him. And so they terminated him. Uh, But what they discovered over time was the water that flowed through the village became brackish and dirty and spoiled. And it was not sparkling anymore and they could not use it anymore. And the life in that village became drab and sickly and just a shadow of what it had been before. So they said, no, we better better hire the old guy back. We need the keeper of the stream. Your soul is your stream and you are its keeper. And your job and my job is to make sure that we keep that stream flowing through us, that we stay rooted in God, particularly in our thoughts, and then that we uh, shift our habits using wise spiritual practices so that God's life flows through us, so that the words that come out of us will naturally flow from a refreshed and deep soul. Now, I want to say this, just in case when you hear the word soul, you think of um, soft imagery, because unfortunately, a lot of times we think of the soul in terms of, you know, scented candles and aromatherapy and spas and massages and hush puppies. Not so, not so, not so. Dallas goes on to talking here about how what life is. Now, that's actually a really tricky question. You might think to yourself, well, I know what life is, but let me just ask you first for a moment, define life. What is it? It's a really tricky thing. We all know it when we see it. Dallas says that life is um, self-initiating, self-directing, self-sustaining action. You put a rock in the dirt, it just sits there. But you put a seed in there because there's life in the seed. It will initiate action. It will send out a root and it will direct it. It will move that root towards where the nourishment is. It will cause the leaves to open up to the sky and it will sustain itself. It will take in the nourishment that will allow life to continue 
day after day. So you are made to initiate and you are made to be directional and you are made to live a life that is sustaining. And when that ceases to happen, when you don't have the energy to initiate anymore or to direct the aims and purposes of your life and your thought and your relationships and to live a life that is joyfully sustainable from day to day to day, then it is because something is wrong at the soul level, but it will keep you from having the courage and the vibrancy and the ability to do battle when battle needs to be done, to work for justice when justice needs to be worked for, to pay attention when there is anger inside you to say, is there something right now? Is there a wrong that needs to be righted? That's all the work of the soul. And it needs to be constantly refreshed so that you can be filled with vibrant, energetic, courageous, quite often confrontational, honest, true, love-filled, circumstance-transcending life. Dallas notes that God has a soul. Many people are surprised to learn that God too has a soul. And even translators of the Bible often don't seem to know what to do about it. God uh, says... Be thou instructed, Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from thee. Um, or shall not my soul be avenged on a nation such as this? Even though often modern translations don't use that word soul. And the idea of this is that God too has a depth of being for which the word soul is the only adequate description. And now the book of Psalms, Dallas says, is the great soul book of the Bible. And over and over we see the soul crying out. We'll get into soul cries a little later on. My soul thirsts for thee, my flesh yearns for thee, in a dry and weary land where there is no water, Psalm 63. Of course, there's that stream again, that image of the life that flows through us. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, the living God, because there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. So what do you need to do today to allow God to refresh, to restore your soul? Maybe it's to take a walk in the woods. Maybe it's to listen to a piece of music that makes you glad. Maybe it's to read or even memorize a single inspiring thought, such as, My soul thirsts for you, the living God. You have a soul. You are its keeper. Let God restore it. Don't let the world, whatever it does to you, wither your soul. I love you. God is with us. See you next time.